Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or... Call or text 988, available 24-7. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 691-2173 or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com that's buylegacygold.com right hi who's excited how are you well actually uh, we have a chance to cause a little trouble in a moment if you want to oh always okay i'll explain (laughs) that uh i i I don't know if you got the the actual sample ballot came in the mail yesterday for the june 7th primary uh no Uh, I, i don't know if we did or not yeah, not the ballot itself, just the, the sample. sample yeah, yeah, because it's 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 all. Well, we will have a voter guide of some kind. It's all the national, uh, national. It's all the statewide offices: governor, lieutenant governor, and then you have the assembly people and the state senate, and then you have, of course, oh, judge after judge is on my ballot. It must be seven, eight, nine of them. Mm. Superior court judges. We can't really help people with that one too much. I, I, I don't. Somehow know. they make the news and they like go into the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, or you know they end up being a child molester. That helps. Yeah, right. Like our Orange County judge years ago that yeah. we went after because uh, he was uh, but, he liked uh, little boys. Yeah, absent uh, you know a guy uh, having a predilection for little boys, it's tough to differentiate these people. Uh, all right. So yeah. All right. So I see it here now. Yesterday, you found a story where a list of U.S. mayors mm-hmm. signed a letter to Senate leaders like Chuck Schumer vouching for Garcetti to become the next ambassador to India. Yes. you recall that on the show? Yes, it was London Green. And you found Green. that in the El Segundo Times, it looks like. Uh, yes, I did. It was in a political column buried way at the end. Contributed by our friend Dakota Smith, it says here. I, I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah, because I just downloaded the link that you had sent. And the reason I'm doing this is that we heard from uh, an audience member by the name of Kenneth Cram. <laughs> I like the name. Dear John and Ken, may I receive an email copy of the letter cited during the second hour of your May 3rd show? 
I'm a resident of Riverside, and the Riverside mayor's assistant stated she did not sign this letter. My search of the internet did not reveal this letter. So I downloaded it again, and I scrolled and I scrolled, and sure enough, there she is, Patricia Locke Dawson, mayor of Riverside. And then I went, because, you know, we're thorough, right? Maybe it's not Riverside, California. You see, did you think sure. of that, John? Right? It could be. It is. It is Riverside. She is the mayor of Riverside, California. So, so she, she is... I hope Kenneth looks into this. It's from the El Segundo Times. Sorry, the LA Times. Dakota Smith. I don't know where you saw it. You saw it online, I guess. It, it, was, the... it, was, uh, it was a political story online, and I found it by accident. I was just scrolling through it, and at the bottom were, were some like quick political notes, paragraph right. at a time. Right. And uh, it was just luck because I just kept going all the way to the end of the story. And I found these random notes that the writer had uh, attached to the main right. story. Well, this is why I like to say we can cause trouble now. We don't know Kenneth Cram and whether or not he called the right person or spoke to the right person. Right. So but we're going to I'm going to send him to the right place. Well, so we can get a hold of a copy of this letter and maybe confront them, because I don't think that's right. If somebody calls up and says, Really? You signed the letter supporting the mayor of L.A.? Well, I'm a Riverside resident, and maybe I'm not happy about that. And then, no, that didn't happen? I mean, her name is right here. It, it is. I mean, Did somebody send out her name on her behalf and not tell her or that's, not tell that, the assistant? That's really possible. I mean, it, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if she didn't know. Is that um, right? Yeah, but, well, yeah, because staff members just do stuff. You know, you get a phone call from the Garcetti Hack who oh, says, "Hey, right. can you do That's me pretty... a favor? Is it okay? We use your boss's, uh, and, and you know the the hack for the Riverside mayor is probably doesn't even know what it's about. Maybe the Riverside, maybe the Garcetti person doesn't even explain. It's like, hey, you know, we just we just need a letter of support for the Senate. You mind if we put her name on? Yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. And nobody thinks twice about it, right? Because it's all just nonsense." It's all these resolution letters, letters of affirmation and support. It, it's just, it's just the, the 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 feces that passes through the intestine every day in hmm. politics. And, and so it could be that she doesn't know. Or, I just found it interesting that there was a denial, and maybe it's one of those situations where, uh, well, no one will see this. So sure, <laughs> it <laughs> could get be, buried no, in the it very well could be wasteland that. of uh, she, a dopey letter to Chuck Schumer and Robert Menendez and Mitch McConnell and James Risch. It, it's very possible it's that. Maybe more likely it's that that she just did it. Figured nobody would know the difference. She'd have a little uh, goodwill towards Garcetti, and uh, who's going to care? Right, because uh, that's not that is kind of a weird thing to even make the paper to begin with. It, yeah, it, it is. It, well, it is and it isn't. It's the El Segundo Times' way of telling their readers, "Look, Garcetti's nomination isn't dead. Look at all this support he has from fellow mayors. What, what, They're standing behind him, proud and strong." And the funny thing is, you know what the main emphasis of the letter was that he's a leader in climate change which i just found funny well yes he should go to india i realize that india is contributing to the uh, carbon and the climate but it's just a funny kind of reason and the letter doesn't mention the reason that they have to write the letter is that he covered up all the sexual harassment of his aide rick jacobs oh yeah well that, that is be... that otherwise he would have been approved by now this is the hang-up and so they write a letter about everything else except the charge against him. They should have said something like, we believe the mayor when he says he did not witness, so, nor uh, did he ever hear of this alleged sexual harassment. Which shows you, though, that that whole Me Too movement was a fraud at the time and is a fraud now. Because what are they saying? They don't believe Naomi Seligman? You're supposed to believe every woman's story. 
Yeah. And she said she witnessed it. She knew that Garcetti knew. 31 pages she has filed testifying that uh, all this nonsense was going on. Are we suddenly not believing Naomi Seligman? I believe she's a woman, and you're supposed to believe all women. Oh, I see. Unless you're going after a, a left-wing progressive politician. Then it's like, maybe well, we don't know for sure. Kind yeah, of, that's... That's been uncovered in several yeah. cases since yeah. the Me Too movement started. If Garcetti was a conservative they politician. They temper their outrage when it's one of their own. Right, exactly. Can you imagine all these phonies if it was a, a conservative politician getting caught in this, uh, this kind of a scandal? They, wouldn't, they would never shut up. They're all phony. They're all fakes. Every last one of them. And all those mayors, most of those mayors on that list are disasters. Disasters. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know about the Riverside mayor, but... Uh, well, I'm, you know what? Now I'm wondering if maybe she's a disaster, too. <laughs> I mean, you line up... First of all, why would you line up with Garcetti anyway? Put the sex uh, uh, scandal aside. Garcetti? Has she been to L.A.? Has she seen? I mean, I, I haven't been to Riverside in a long time. Is, is Riverside like L.A., too? Does she have the same stupid uh, progressive policies? I don't know anything about her. I don't but, know why. But why would you? Why would you admire Garcetti? I mean, you. I think they wanted to show because there were several Southern California mayors that the people out here who know him stand by him. I think the mayor of Santa Ana is on the list too, and a couple of well, others. Santa so. Ana's another disaster. <laughs> all I, all you know, they they in the LA Times story, they only listed uh, a handful of mayors. Every single one of them a disaster. So I I don't know. Is this an association of uh, the worst mayors in American history? Is that the name of the organization? Well, remember, he was the leader of the National Mayor's Conference, and all they did was get together and discuss, what do we do about climate change? What do we do about climate change? I, they all knob Oh, he always him. touted this. It is, I know. That's, uh, that's, he's, a guy, he's a guy. I mean, you knew this kind of kid in school. They, they join all the, all the organizations, and, and they're— um, And it's us for show. Yeah, it's just for show. It's it, just to put it on the resume to say, look at me. I'm a leader. They're the president of this and the secretary of that, and it's all the goody-good organizations. It's, you know, the uh, student government and the model UN. And uh, what, did, what did they have? They had that stuff like this in my high school. I forget what they called it. But it, it was all, all goody-good stuff where they pretended basically to be legislators or diplomats oh my yeah. god and every one of those kids that, that got into it like were, the schools were, that have their own un kind of organization yeah yeah there's like a model un thing uh in jersey <laughs> growing up there was something called boys state that you know you could be nominated as a delegate and eventually go to the state capitol and there'd be a mini convention one weekend and you'd be a delegate at boys state and all that yeah and uh I, and i i every kid who really got into that um it was it was just a headache, just this prissy, silly headache. Probably this day they're all walking around wearing masks and uh, telling other people to wear masks. It's that crowd on their knees in yes. the halls of Washington D.C. begging to be ambassador to India. Yeah, exactly. Garcetti was that kid. All right, when we come back, it's been a tough start to the year for black comedians on stage. Chris Rock, and of course, you probably heard by now, Dave Chappelle attacked wow. the Hollywood Bowl <laughs> with Chris Rock there, which is also strange. Uh, we'll get into the story and give you new details coming up. John and Ken, KFI. And All right, so of course, the big story this morning, especially since it happened here in the L.A. area, was the Hollywood Bowl, where a man with a replica handgun with a knife blade ran on stage and tackled uh, comedian Dave Chappelle during his performance. Uh, the man has been identified as Isaiah Lee. He apparently lives with his brothers in Redondo Beach. Did you see this one? And he was arrested some time ago and just said he was homeless. Um, according to the New York Post, 
He's some kind of aspiring rapper. There we go. And he had he had some rap song he did about Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he called himself No Name Trapper. That's his rapper No Name, name. Trapper, the rapper? I guess so. <laughs> 6,000 monthly listeners. I don't know if they really listen. It's just a number, right? I Yeah, I don't know what, what internet numbers mean. Uh, one of the tracks is Born and Die in the Trap uh, from this 2020 production. It's an album. And one of the tracks is called Dave Chappelle. Well, he ran, this guy, this crackpot ran on stage and tackled Chappelle. And well, then oh, most oh. of the lyrics, it says they were mumbled, but Lee at one point seemingly references getting into the Hollywood Bowl, which is exactly where he was last night to attack well, it was Dave a, Chappelle. It, it was a Netflix concert. Netflix has a thing a running called, him, yeah. called Netflix is a joke. And so they had uh, a, a bunch of comedians on last night, including Chris Rock, who had appeared earlier. Right. So this guy tackles uh, Chappelle. And then a whole horde of people from backstage came, and they they really just beat the crap out of this guy. Yeah, he broke his arm, I think. Yeah, because you could. Yeah, and he's all bloodied up in the face. And there's somebody shot the video from out in the uh, out in the audience, and got the tackle very clearly on stage, and then followed as the horde dragged this guy out, pushed him out. And then you could see this crowd backstage wasn't well lit, so it was hard to see what was going on. But you could tell they were giving him a serious beating. Uh, we he was have get, some he was, audio. He was from, getting whomped from TMZ. It's kind of long. We'll just play as much of it as we want to. Behind me on the DJ table is one of the most prolific producers that hip hop has ever presented. The mighty man Lil. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for hip hop history. What was that? It's the ruckus. That's the microphone banging around the ground. And, and Chappelle's on the floor. Some people thought this was part of the act at first. I am going to kill that. <laughs> Wait, I got to see this. <laughs> Since I got to see this, and Chappelle joins the, uh, the crowd. Yeah, did he did he start punching him too? Stop. I don't know. I just saw him getting pummeled by a crowd of security. The audience eventually boos the guy who's taken away in a stretcher. <laughs> Thank God that was clumsy. What He's back there getting stomped. Crowd's enjoying this. Where did that come from? Yeah, it's a big question. Thank you, sir. It was a, it was a trans man. <laughs> was that Will Smith? That's Chris Rock. I thought it was you for a second. Hey, my man, he's a. Get that guy the f out of here. We gotta have some fun. Howard, you owe me 10 minutes because your security caught me slipping. Y'all wanna rock? Get that? 
clean that mess up. Get that out of here. Don't do this on the stage. Get him the out of here. And, and, and an ambulance. Hold on, see what he's doing. I'm gonna see if this has a statement. Oh, now everybody comes out for the curtain call. Shout out to Jamie Foxx, by the way. Jamie! Jamie, where you at? Yeah, Jamie Foxx was wailing away on him, too. Make some noise for Fox. He got beat up by uh, All-Stars. Whenever yeah, you were in trouble, Rock was there. Jamie Foxx would show up in the sheriff's hat. <laughs> Turn the mic up. What the I heck? I thought that was part of the show. I don't know what the oh, I, I, I grabbed the back of his head. His hair was spongy. Absorbent. Listen, I just want to say, man, I, I've had an incredible time. This man is an absolute genius. We got to make sure we protect him at all times, man. This is what it's about. For every comedian that comes out here, man, this means everything, man. You're a genius, you're a legend. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, and we're not going to let nothing happen to you. Right. Give it up. This is the show. Wait, wait. All right, there you go. It's a I'm back there. Right. Compilation of audio. I've been doing this 35 chaos. years. Wait. I just stomped the backstage. <laughs> always wanted to do that. That's Chappelle okay. saying he always wanted to stomp one backstage. Stomp what? Stomp, stomp someone. Oh, stomp someone. Yeah, I think he a was. A heckler. He was part, yeah, he was part of the uh, stomping uh, committee there that. Uh, well, he's that, more than a heckler. He was a tackler. Yeah, they uh, beat the crap out of him. Uh, well, good. Apparently, this guy's got a album. One of the songs uh, seems to praise Trump. Yeah. MAGA, MAGA my uh, N-word. <laughs> Why is everybody always hating on my president? But we don't know what kind of mental illness or yeah, a what lot. his real reason was making his way to the Hollywood Bowl. Of course, a lot of questions about the security now and how he got in with his replica gun with a knife attached to it and how he got so close to jump on the stage. Well, they do, they do have uh, metal detectors usually to get into the uh, Hollywood Bowl. I haven't been in years. They do? Yeah, they do. And because it makes for really long, slow lines. Right. Well, uh, it didn't but work then. It didn't pick up the knife. I guess not. I don't know what the, the gun was made of. Gun. Maybe the gun was made of plastic. I don't yeah, know. It's pretty, pretty. See, this is what Will Smith started. That's what everybody was afraid of because now the uh, the barrier's been broken. The taboo's been violated. Now we're going to have all kinds of crackpot lunatics rushing the stage to uh, beat, the, beat, beat up the celebrity. Everybody's a star. Yeah, now they want to be part of the show, too. Well, Will Smith was another star when he went up and smacked Chris Rock. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI. The day after tomorrow brings us back to the Moist line. Leave your messages using the talkback feature and the iHeartRadio app, represented by a little microphone. Or, of course, you can call our toll free number. It's always there, always been there. 1 877 Moist 86, 1 877 664 7886. Again, the Sacramento County DA. Anne-Marie Schubert will be with us after 3 o'clock. She's running for attorney general. She'll be accompanied by Eric Sadal, who's with the L.A. County Association of Deputy District Attorneys. And, of course, they've been bugged by Gascon all this time. And Anne-Marie, of course, is our pick for the attorney general. We would like to knock out the incumbent appointed by Gavin Newsom, Rob Bonta, 
who's pretty much shares the same policies as DAs like George Gascon and Chase Bodine up in San Francisco. We'll get into all this after the news at three o'clock. Well, wasting no time at all. And the one thing that I think bothers me above everything else, and this may seem weird to some listeners, maybe not John so much, that this Supreme Court document leak mm. has really annoyed me. It's unleashed these annoying one-issue Democrats. Did you, did you hear Kamala Harris today? Yeah, they I did. scrapped the speech she was to read at some women's health event, and she just tried to do this over-the-top anger over the Supreme Court and a woman's right to choose. And the other buffoon that's jumping on this immediately because he really believes he has a shot at being your president. No, this is serious. No, His I know, handlers I know. are aiming him in this direction. If he has handlers, I don't know. With Newsom, who knows? But he is now ignoring, of course, everything going on in the state and positioning himself nationally by jumping out there whenever he can on an issue that's getting national attention, like this Supreme Court document leak. So they planned a press conference here in L.A. Comes all the way down here with his entourage just to rail about all this. It's nonsense. We have a couple of minutes of his over-the-top. Uh, I guess he went to Planned Parenthood, of course. Why not? Yeah, yeah. One of the headlines uh, says, Newsom goes scorched earth. Yeah, on Ron DeSantis, Joe Manchin, the Democratic Party, more over Roe v. Wade news. Okay. And the reason the writer put Democratic Party in there, and this is where I feel the real important part is, he's actually angry with his own party for not jumping out and screaming more about this stuff. This is his way of saying, here it is right here, where is the Democrat Party? Where's the party? Why aren't we standing up more firmly, more resolutely? He's trying to say, look at me. I'm your guy, right? Right. I'm, right? I'm more woke than you are. I'm Biden more senile. Woke. Kamala Harris is a fool. I'm the man. Yeah. Let's talk about 2024 here. Right. I'm not a fool. <laughs> All right, let's play. What do we have? About two minutes. Yeah, this is good stuff. How about those folks that can't even afford a Greyhound bus ticket? How about all of those women and girls raped in states where they don't even make an exception for rape? Talk about extremists. Rape and incest. That's how extreme the Republican Party is in the United States of America. You want extremism. Rape and incest. They don't even make an exception. He's keep repeating himself. How many young women and girls? Maybe someone you know or love. Finds out six weeks and a day later, 15 weeks and a day later, that they're pregnant. They don't have the ability, the money to come to another state. It's not about strengthening the family. I'll end on this. I also find it just the height of perversity and absurdity that these folks, A, lay claim to freedom, but perhaps more insidiously suggest that what? they're pro-life. Mm -hmm. When every single one of these folks that are out there trumpeting and championing this decision have consistently opposed prenatal care support, consistently opposed child care, consistently opposed paid family leave, consistently oppose all things to Wait, actually strengthen the family. Stop, stop, this a, stop this a second. I don't know what he's babbling about. I do. This is a common talking point that I've seen several times today. Oh. 
How could you be pro-life and at the same time against all these government programs to help mothers with you know, prenatal care and child care and, and this oh, and that? Oh, government handout programs. Government right. handouts. Like, well, people who are against abortion, the bottom line is, is they think a fetus is a human being and has a right to exist, has a right not to be killed. Now, you may disagree with that, but that's where it comes from. You know, you, you've got something in the womb that has a heartbeat, brain activity, and is moving. So, you know, it seems to be a human being in there. Not one that can live on its own, but there, there's something living, and you are pushing to kill it, okay? That's fine. And that's where the, the real debate is. It's got nothing to do with how many government welfare programs a person is supposed to sort, support. It's like, it's like you, you, you think uh, a fetus is a human being. You want to protect that human being's life. Separately, how much money should taxpayers spend on people who have kids that they can't afford to take care of through their own irresponsibility? And I know he wants to shout about rape and incest. I mean, seriously, how many pregnancies come out of incest in a given year? Most, of, most yeah. of it comes from irresponsible, unprotected sex that is easily preventable 98% of the time with a condom. Yeah. In fact, you know, here's, here's a spending program we should all get behind. Just why don't we airdrop millions of condoms in, into neighborhoods around the country? Because that's well, all you got to do. Then you would rant that you're against. These conservative Republicans are against giving out condoms. They nah, fight those you know programs, what? I, 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 think, I think the— they fight any kind of uh, planning. I, I think the airdrop of condoms pretty much solves the issue. Not to mention that uh, the morning after abortion pill has, has helped dramatically reduce the number of abortions in this country. Because you do really do take it the morning after. And right. uh, so, so some you, of the extremist crowds against that, too. Yeah, well, the extremists, by their definition, are always have extreme viewpoints. But I'm talking about mainstream people. A lot of mainstream people have come to terms with like, hey, you know, you take you take the pills uh, if you think you're pregnant. And, uh, you know, that that solves that problem. Or, by the way, is there any parent, if you have the kind of relationship where you can talk to your kids, not recommended condoms? I mean, isn't that standard? Isn't that something everybody knows? Don't they even teach that in the public schools? So, but, you know, between condoms and morning after birth control pills, why is this even an issue? Why but is this a problem? if those things fail, I mean, is it too harsh to say that uh, well, in a number of circumstances we are better off if there's an abortion for a family that's not going to take care of a child? Uh, there's, there's too many unwanted children. There's too many children that get into trouble with the law and otherwise because they yeah. had parents that should not have been parents. Hey, sure. You can always make those arguments. You're still killing something. Part of True, me but just, it's like, why don't you just, why doesn't the other side just admit it? It's like, okay, we, we have to kill fetuses every once in a while. It's necessary. They, but they won't say it. They cover it up with all kinds of euphemisms. Well, you know, I'm just pro-choice. It's like, yes, just stop. Bottom line is, you have a dead fetus at the end. I don't and, think any side should be celebrating any of this or screaming so loud about any of this. No. But, it really is a private decision. And the fact that it is still going to be allowed in some states and not in others is just we're going to have to live with that. Do we have this more is, Newsom? Because he goes after more. Uh... Uh, I don't. They, I don't. How much is left, Eric? Strengthen the family and provide the support for someone to live their lives out loud to support working moms consistently. 
the one group of people that over and over and over again oppose all of those supports. And they claim to be pro-life. They're pro-birth. That's all this is about. Hmm? Oh, I see. Because right, pro-birth. Well, yeah, because they're anti-abortion, they're pro-birth, but they're only—they're just about having the baby, yeah. but not doing well, anything to help the woman take care of the baby. I would would like to have been with Newsom. He's had he has four kids, and when he was with his wife, see the sonogram changed everything. Fifty years ago, when they wrote this bill, nobody really knew what was going on in the womb, right? It was a surprise when a baby came out. You didn't know if it was a male or a female or what condition the baby was in, whether it was going to come out you know, disabled or, or, or not. You didn't know. Everything was a surprise. Sometimes it was a bad surprise. Uh, and then the sonogram revealed, again, I went through this three times, Newsom went through it four times, and it's like pretty early on, you say, wow, that thing's moving, it's, uh, it's uh, moving around, it's got a heartbeat, it's, uh, it's reacting to things. Well, so how many want- weeks is that, though? Uh, they can detect a fetal heartbeat, I think. Six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. Apparently, most of America is 15 weeks. That's where they don't want any more abortion. Yeah. I saw no, a poll. Certainly at 15 weeks. And so I'm just saying, Gavin, when you were in the room with your wife and looking at your child on the sonogram, uh, would you tell your wife, oh, that's not alive there? Would you say that? There's nothing living in the womb there. That's not a human being. I mean, he's such he's such a phony. He knows full well when he was standing with his wife looking at the sonogram, he was consumed with joy because he was seeing a living creature that he and his wife had made. Now, you may decide that other people should be allowed to kill the fetus, but don't stand there and tell me that you didn't think that was a live human being when you saw your own child on the sonogram. You're a liar. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Uh, there's some more from Newsom I wanted to read because we didn't apparently get the audio. Newsom appeared today at a press conference in L.A. at Planned Parenthood. This is only because this is the consummate hack politician. He's trying to position himself nationally to run for president. You may laugh, but this is actually <laughs> what's going on. Oh, I- and, for, and it has been for the past several months, ever since he survived the recall. He's not worried, of course, about getting reelected in November. It's all about positioning himself for the next job, which he believes should be the presidency, whether it's in 24 or 28, who knows? So he used this opportunity today to rail about the Supreme Court draft opinion that was released over Roe versus Wade. He apparently said, um, this has never happened before in our lifetimes. They're taking away rights that have been affirmed over and over again and well-established. Wake up, America. Wake up to who you're electing. And then he said of the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, and I guess he jokingly uh, mispronounced his name, DeSanto, DeSantis. Has anyone been paying attention to what the hell's happening in this country in the past six to nine months? And I looked at that, that line. It's in quotes. And I said, have you looked at what's happened in this state since you've been governor and even before that, <laughs> the last seven to eight years? Beginning with what we're going to talk about next hour, this criminal yeah. justice reform nonsense, and then the homelessness issue. Let's look at San Francisco 20 years ago and today. Let's go back to the day before he became mayor of San Francisco. Now let's look at San Francisco today. After he was mayor for, what, eight years, then lieutenant governor and governor. 20 years of Gavin Newsom being in charge. And I think over and over again, you know, while this whole Roe v. Wade thing is interesting to talk about. It doesn't affect most people's day-to-day lives. What does is things like inflation, the economy, 
whether there's crime down the street, whether there's a homeless encampment on the corner. And politicians like this hack because they're useless when it comes to those problems. So now all they want to do is, you know, dust off their national appeal and jump right on a bandwagon issue Except like this one. Th- th- you know what? It's, it's not going to do any good. Inflation overwhelmingly is what's going to drive the voting patterns. In fact, there was a story today that most of the inside Democratic strategists said this, this is nice to have this issue just to change the subject for five minutes. But it's going to be the inflation rate that's going to, yeah, well, going to concern voting. I, and I'm reminded of when Antonin Scalia died. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, they were going to hold off replacing him. Obama was president then. And everyone's like, oh, this is going to drive the election in November. It doesn't. They're, they're preventing a Supreme Court justice from being nominated by the sitting president. It did not. No. It had no impact. Pe- people don't track the Supreme Trump Court. Trump won the election. People don't track the Supreme Court that closely, most of them. In fact, I saw today that the Democrats and Republicans both have about the same approval rating in the Supreme Court. They, they just they generally like the institution, generally trust the institution. However, all you read about in the news are the crazy activists who have their whatever whack job uh, issue that they're they're pounding day and night. But most people don't follow it. Most people really, it sounds like a cliche, they're worried how much their food costs and how much the gas costs. That's number one. Because that's day-to-day in, what in, you live in, with. In, in most kitchens. And right. new, a lot of these topics like climate change and abortion, no. they're there for people in, that have things pretty well off and they can afford to just, they're the elite's. Who can sit there and uh, ponder the universe? One of the Democratic strategists, in a rare burst of uh, rational thinking, said, she goes, I think, you know, we tend to uh, push issues that we want people to care about instead of the issues they actually care about. That's a good one. Yeah. And that is the crux of this. Most of the stuff from progressives is not things that normal people care about, think about, talk about. They don't talk about LGBTQ rights all day. They don't talk about transgenders. Nobody I know does. Uh, They don't talk about uh, climate change. They don't. Uh, Everyone's talking about the gas prices. Everyone's talking about the the price of beef when you go to the market. Uh, I I mean, they're talking about homelessness or crime. There was a Fox News poll today, which. the Republicans have about a 7% advantage in, in the congressional vote right now. And that would translate to about 44 House seats changing hands from Democrat to Republican and 11 Senate seats. And and that's what you're fighting against. You're fighting against because the economic situation is so terrible in this country with the inflation that the, the Democrats are going to get whomped. And if they think that they're going to gain any ground by screaming about aborting fetuses, no. Well, the th- yeah, you're right. Those 81 pe- million people voted for Biden. I mean, that was an incredible number. And maybe you believe some of it's fake. But they want those people to come back this November and vote again. You see, they, And that doesn't usually happen. They're not. Because at that time, at least we had a rebounding economy. That was that was looking very well, very optimistic. The stock market was doing way better. And now what you have is people are losing ground rapidly. And right. and, and and that makes for a very sour population. When we come back, we'll be talking to the Sacramento County District Attorney Anne Marie Schubert. She's running as no party preference, not Republican or Democrat, for Attorney General of California. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM six forty. 
Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 